Good morning, church. It's great to have you with us today. We trust you're enjoying the service and we trust you're ready to hear another great word. I'm here with Pastor Andrew again, and we're going to unpack the journey of God's people through Israel and into freedom. Mm. Uh, Last week, we looked at the Passover and the significance that that was for God's people, where God took the the Israelites from from slaves in Egypt to free sons and daughters. And I I think you'll agree, Andrew, this is probably the most significant Passover we've had since the original. We really believe that this is a season where God is instilling the fresh revelation that we have been distinguished, favoured and set apart from the world. And today we're going to unpack the second significant season for Israel and that was the crossing over into the promised land, into the Jordan where the good stuff happens. And as God's people prepared to cross, it says in Joshua chapter 3 verse 4 that God told them to cross with the Ark of the Covenant and he tells them specifically to keep a space between themselves and the Ark. He says to keep a space of 2,000 cubits. And this this is a prophetic picture Mm. of Jesus and the church. In this scripture here, Jesus is like the Ark. He has already crossed over before us 2,000 years ago. He's crossed the Jordan into the Promised Land and we are like the Israelites. We are following 2,000 cubits or 2,000 years behind. It's like a a prophetic time clock. This 2,000 years is a prophetic time clock for a radical crossing over of God's people. And Joshua tells the Israelites in verse 5 of chapter 3 to sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priest saying, take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So this is an amazing story. And Andrew, there's a lot of prophetic pictures for us today. So what do you see for us here in this season? Yeah, thanks, Keith. I believe that God's raising up sons and daughters that carry solutions in their heart for the seven mountains. Mm. And uh, at the same time, he's preparing challenges in the nations that force them to go to the sons and daughters that carry those solutions. Mm. Awesome, yeah. Well, it's like Psalm 105 verse 16, where it says that God called down famine on the land and destroyed all their supplies of food. And he sent before them a man, Joseph, sold as a slave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we, we see with that, Keith, that the kingdom of God is displacing, it's, it's breaking down systems and it's replacing them with the systems of the Lord. You know, as God's ch- children, we will only feel the judgment of God on the systems if we're entangled in the system. Mm. You know, there's a, a parable in Luke 11 verse uh, 5 that talks about a man that's, that's in bed with his children and, and um, someone comes knocking on the door and uh, they want three loaves of bread for their friend that's coming, but the man in the bed won't get out. He's got his baby <laughs> and uh, he's in his jammies and he's not going to move. Yeah. But, you know, the picture here is that the Holy Spirit, who's a picture of the man knocking on the door, he's persistent. He wants the bride ready for the son. And, uh, but the, world, the church is in bed with its child. And it's a picture of us at times being caught up in the systems of this world. And uh, if we're caught in or entwined in those systems, when the shaking comes, well, we'll get caught up in the judgment on those systems. So it's so important that we get free from the systems and that we're, we're ready to work with God in this hour. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like in Habakkuk 1.5, where it says, Look among the nations and watch, be utterly astounded. 
for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told you. It's amazing that the Holy Spirit is roaming the earth here. Yeah. And so, Andrew, what do you see God doing here in the Scripture? Well, Keith, I've, I've had a picture in my spirit of, of the Lord physically drawing near. I saw like a, a picture of Him drawing close to the earth at this time. And as he does that, he's releasing a dimension of his kingdom that's, that's incredibly powerful, that's going to shake the earth. And uh, I, I believe that God was saying to me that he's going to assume a greater degree of ownership, mm. a greater degree of influence, Keith, and also of intervention. Wow. And that as he does that, I saw angels being released to the earth. It, like There were myriads of angels coming on assignment to help us in this day. The other thing I saw that time would be altered that that God's people, as God comes near and his kingdom comes near, that, that we're going to begin to operate in his eternal realm, that, that, that it's going to be sped up. The Bible says, can, can um, a nation be born in a day? Well, only if time is altered. And we're going to see a, 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 an acceleration of time. Yeah. It's exciting. Well, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that in this time that we will shine like the sun. The path of the just is like the shining sun. So destiny is going to break forth. We are called to be the glorious sons and daughters of God. Amen. And, and that scripture goes on to say that it will shine brighter and brighter even to the perfect day. So there's a, there's a day of the Lord at hand where the glory of the Lord will be released in such a dramatic way that the whole world will see it. Yeah. It's exciting, oh, it's isn't it? You better get your sunscreen ready. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so it's like um, he's creating a glorious people. So, you know, fame and charisma are not going to displace the darkness. That's it's right. God's glory. So God is raising up a glorious people to reflect the glory That's of true. God. I know Hebrews uh, chapter 2, verse 10 says that Father is bringing many sons to glory. Yeah. Revelation chapter 3, verse 21 says to the one who is victorious. And it's interesting, that word victorious in this scripture, it speaks of a present tense where one who is continually, repeatedly and habitually conquering. It's amazing. That it's, sounds it's good. It's a continual um, victory, habitual conquerors. So he says, to the one who is victorious, I'll give the right to sit with me on the throne just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne, it's a pretty good place to be sitting. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an amazing passage. Yeah, absolutely. I know that Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, verse 21, that creation will be liberated from its bondage and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. That's amazing. There's some incredible stuff there yeah. about how the earth is going to be affected in this season. So yeah. maybe, Andrew, you can tell us, how do you see God's glory affecting the earth in this yeah. time? Well, I think that creation has a greater role to play in the, in the end days, that as God's people reflect the glory of God, it's going to unlock something in creation. It says that creation has been liberated from bondage into the freedom and the glory of the children of God. So there's a direct connection between us functioning in the glory of God, Keith, and creation being liberated. So I sense in my spirit that we're about to see a joining together of creation and the sons and daughters of God, a little bit like what it was in the Garden of Eden, where they won't be separated, but the two will become one. Mm. There will be a movement together. And I sense that we're going to discover that the creation is far more alive than we ever thought possible. Wow. 
and that their creation is going to assist the sons and daughters of God in the expression mm. of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's exciting. Yeah. And in doing that, we're going to see this glorious bride rise up. You know, in fact, Keith, when I think about it, the Bible teaches us that the bride is so glorious that it will be equal in stature to, to Jesus, which is, it's an amazing thing to think about yeah. that the bride could be equal to the son. Now, you and I know that Jesus will always be Lord. We're not saying that, that you know, we're, we're God, mm. but there's an elevation coming to the body because I think, Keith, we've seen ourselves way too low yeah. and that Jesus wants us to see that we are equal in stature to him. You know, Song of Solomon, mm. which is a great uh, book of the Bible, 4.9 says that, that speaking of the, the groom to the bride, that he says that we have reached into his heart with one flash of our eyes, we are undone by his love. Um, this is a song that Karen sings to me often, Keith. <laughs> you've, got, you've got very, very piercing eyes. I do, you? I do. <laughs> but it goes on to say, you are my beloved, my equal, my bride. So the, uh, NIV and New King James, they translate that, my sister, my bride. But in the Passion translation, it's translated as my equal and my bride. What a, what a thought that we could be equal to the Son. Now, here's a thought, Keith, that if God says to us not to be unequally yoked mm. with believers, particularly in marriage, mm. how can the Son be unequally yoked unless we're equal? Yes. And so I, I just believe that Jesus has emptied himself out so much into the bride of Christ that we are now the perfect match for Jesus. Yeah, it's Isn't awesome. that amazing? Oh, it's incredible that together we are like God, we, re we reflect Him. And I know that, um, you know, Zechariah uh, chapter 12, verse 8 says that in that day, the Lord will defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, God's people. The one who is feeble among them in that day shall be like David and the house of David, David, sorry, shall be like God, like the angel of the Lord before them. Isn't that amazing that God loves the Son, yeah. loves Jesus so much that He's going to fill the earth with people that are just like him. So it's not that we are we are gods ourselves, it is that God's glory has been bestowed upon yeah. us, deposited in us, and we now reflect him. It's incredible. What a passage, Keith, Zechariah 12, 8, that mm. one who is feeble. So we could think that we're the least of the least, and he says that you will be like King David. Wow. Now, King David is like our hero. Yeah. He's, he's, what a man. What a lad. You know, he's a man after God's heart. He was... He was the greatest king in the Old Testament. And, and Zechariah says that the one who's the most feeble will be like David. And then the house of David, the church, the body of Christ, shall be like God. Mm, amazing. I mean, I, I just think we, the church has not seen the beauty and the glory that God sees when he looks at us. We've had a really bad self-image. And in these last days, we are going to be the glorious ones. Uh, you know, Matthew lists the ancestors between Abraham to Jesus, Keith, and he mm. breaks it down into three groups of 14. And you know, three times 14 equals? Oh, I believe 42 in my day, maybe 52 in yours. No, that's 42. <laughs> so there were 42 uh, ancestors between Abraham to Jesus. But what's really interesting is that when you read all the names of the ancestors, there's only 41 names. Wow. So where's number 42? Well, we believe that 42nd name is, is the missing generation, which is us, mm. the body of Christ in this day and age, wow. that we are the completion of the uh, generation of Jesus. Yeah. And so um, 
I'm really excited about that. This 42nd generation, we carry the very DNA of Jesus himself. and We're going to be the ones that complete the line before Jesus comes back. Yeah. Exciting, isn't it? Oh, it's incredible. So he, he brings many sons, many sons and daughters to glory in this season. And it says that his glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Think about that, the whole earth filled with the glory of God. Yeah. It's amazing. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14 says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. It's an amazing picture and an interesting thought. So, I mean, how does God's glory cover the earth? Well, it's interesting, Keith, because it says, as the waters cover the sea. Yeah. And, and uh, there's, it leaves no room for anything else. It's going to be a total immersion of the glory of God. Now, how does God's glory cover the earth practically? Well, Genesis 28, 12, Keith talks about the ladder that, that Jacob saw that went from earth to heaven. And it said that the angels of the Lord ascended and descended. So angels in scripture are both angels as we know, but they're also a picture of, of messengers or, or people, God's servants. Mm. And you notice the order that they're ascending to heaven and then they're descending back. And what I believe they're doing, Keith, is it's a picture of us going into the realm of glory and picking up blueprints, wisdom, strategy. Remember, we talked about solutions at the very beginning. We're picking up those things in the spirit. And as we get that, we're coming back with the glory of God in our lives and we're dispensing solutions, ideas, strategies. Imagine, Keith, if we were able to go up into the glory of God and get the, the solution for the virus that's now yeah. and come back and all of a sudden we've got a solution. Yeah. My heart aches at the moment because the church in a degree is being rendered a little bit on the side because you know we, we don't have the answer for the virus that we're being relegated just to our little bit and piece. Mm. But you know, there's a day approaching that we'll enter into this realm of glory and get all the solutions for all the problems. Mm. Daniel 12, four again says that there is a book that's sealed until the end times. And that book will be released. And it says many will go forth and back and forth. Mm. So again, Daniel saw that in our day and age that we will go into the realm of glory, pick up blueprints and solutions, and then we'll come back and we'll have radical ideas that shift the world. And that's when it says, and the whole earth will be filled mm. with the glory of God. This is not some sort of, you know, uh, kumbaya moment, mm. <laughs> where, but this is intensely practical where we're going to, receive from the Father in the boardroom of heaven the ideas and strategies for this hour. Yeah. So it's exciting, isn't it's it? It's amazing. So, yeah, we ascend into the secret place. Amen. And it's about partnership, isn't it? Yeah. It's about partnership with God. And through that, God's people will fill the whole earth with God's glory. And it's it's interesting that it will be this. It will be the, the active involvement of God's people ascending pursuing the glory of God and then dispersing it to the earth, that will bring about and instigate the appearance of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You know, here's a thought, Keith, or mm. a question. Do you know how Jesus left the earth? I do. I'm I do. sure you do. Um, Acts chapter 1, verse 9, it says, Now when he had spoken these things, Jesus, while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight, a cloud. Yeah, so Jesus left in a cloud. And this is a clue to us about what's going to happen as the glory of the Lord comes upon us in this hour. Mm -hmm. You know, Hebrews 12, 1 says that 
we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. I know you've, yeah. you've read that. I have, yes. And, and then if you take that scripture in the context of the clouds and you think about Matthew 27, 52, here's an unusual uh, passage. It says that when Jesus uh, was raised from the dead, that there were all the, the saints of old that walked around the holy city. Can you imagine that? Mm. That all you know, Moses and mm. Abraham, Staggering. they're taking a stroll around the holy city. <laughs> uh, people would have been freaking out. So um, we see that the, these saints were around when Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. And, and then it says that these saints were the cloud of witnesses. And then we read that Jesus was taken up in the cloud. So I think that when Jesus was taken up in the cloud, it was literally the saints of old ascending with Jesus mm. together. Isn't it's, that amazing? Yeah, it's incredible. And it says that he will come back to us the way that he left That's in right. the cloud. Luke chapter 21, verse 27 says, Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. So think about that. It changes the context or the meaning, doesn't it? He yeah. disappeared in a cloud of the saints and he will reappear in a cloud of the saints. That could be us, Keith. It could be, it could yes. be us. Revelation 1.7 says, Look, he is coming. And that word coming is the act of coming where it continues, it, it's a present tense reality. So it's not that Jesus just comes once, but Jesus is in the process of coming right now. And he says he, he is coming within the clouds mm. and every eye will see him. So I believe the clouds that he's coming in is his people, that, yeah. that he's continually coming right now in our lives. And as the glory of the Lord just continues to grow in our lives, that we're going to see the coming of the Lord take place over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Colossians 3, 4 says that when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So the thing about that is that the appearance of Jesus that is within us, yeah. it will usher in his broader appearance on the earth. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. So what we're saying is, is not that Jesus isn't going to physically come because he will, mm. but this appearing of Jesus in us is directly connected to the appearing of Jesus on the earth. He comes in us, the clouds, and as he comes in us, it's going to unlock Jesus coming to us physically. 1 John 2 verse 28, Keith says, mm. Now little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we will have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. That word coming is parousia, and it's nothing to do with distance and, and space, but it's really about something right next to you, manifesting right within you. Mm. Uh, again, in 1 John 3, 2, it says, And we know that when Christ appears, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. Yeah, it's, I think it's amazing, Keith. Yeah, it's amazing. It'll, it's like we have brought him back. It will be as though we have brought him back. The manifestation of his glory within us yeah. brings him back in the physical sense and we'll have a, a bridal cloud meeting with him. What a, what a, what a it's amazing. It's yeah. incredible. So, so what we're saying, Keith, is, is that as the glory of God appears on us, that that... Jesus is released, is unveiled in our life in such a profound way, the whole earth will see that. Mm. And the more they see his appearing in us, it has a direct correlation with the appearing of Christ on earth. So it's not a passive thing. So many Christians are waiting for Jesus to return and you know, when he comes, he comes, but they don't realize that we can 
we can bring on the coming That's of right. the Lord. We, right. The Bible says that we hasten his approach. Mm. And so how do we do that? By allowing his glory to be manifested in our life, by waiting on him, loving him, letting him love us, by acknowledging. See, the Bible says that we give him glory. Mm. So how do we give him glory if we don't have any? Right. So we've got to be conscious of that glory. Let him appear in our life. And as we step into that realm, that, that's what will usher in the return of yeah, Jesus. That's right. Well, it's the nature of God, a, a relational God. Yeah. So the glory of God is manifested in us and through the earth via relationship. So you're right. So we, we're not passive, we're co-heirs. We partner with him. It's about the relationship that brings the glory. And I know that, Andrew, yeah, a lot of people... Um, they can struggle with, with um, seeing themselves the right way, can't they? I know a lot of people don't always see themselves yeah. as being glorious. And I know that in the past you've talked a lot about getting rid of the contradictions within yes. us that, that would seek to, um, to, to rebuke that, that notion that we are glorious. So maybe you could unpack that yeah. for us. Yeah, sure, Keith. I guess what the Lord showed me is that anything that we believe about our, ourselves that is not in God's mind, it's, it's what I call a contradiction. Um, we've succumbed to an image that doesn't exist in God's mm. mind. And that's, that's a dangerous thing. I cannot afford to have any image about myself that God doesn't have in his mind. And whatever I believe about myself, if I don't see myself glorious, well, it creates a contradiction. Mm. And uh, 1 Corinthians 3 verse 11 says that there's coming a day that the fire will examine everything that's in our life. And er anything that God doesn't know about us will be burned up. So if I have any thoughts in my mind about myself that don't belong in God's mind, the fire will absolutely destroy that because, you know, when we're with the Lord forever, there'll be nothing in our lives mm. that doesn't exist in God's mind. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing thought. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I think about that, I think about the, the great man Enoch that yeah. walked with God with such authenticity. So everything about Enoch was true in reality. It was the same thing that was in God's mind about Enoch. Mm. And he was able to then step into heaven or the realm of glory without any sense of judgment, no fire. He could just, the Bible says he, he was not. Mm. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about that because God's getting rid of all the contradictions in our life. So we see ourselves as the glorious people of God. Amen. And this is what ushers in the return of Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point that maybe that this, where we get rid of what is not of us and focus on what is the glory of God, that is that that will bring forth the rapture, yeah. a perfected bride whose own image, whose image of themselves on earth bears the true resemblance of their image in heaven, yeah. unity, yeah. That's right. We are the Enoch generation. There's no doubt about that. He was the seventh from uh, Adam. He's a picture of the end time church who was and then was not, God took him away. And, uh, and I think not just that, there's this invitation from the life of Enoch to walk like he walked and for every single day to carry and to be conscious of the glory of God that is resting on our lives, both individually and corporately. So there's this invitation every single day, Keith, to mm. be conscious of that. Yeah. And that's why Enoch was taken away when he was, 365 mm. years old. You know, it wasn't by chance. God's saying to us, 365, there's a clue there yeah. that every single day we are to walk in the glory of God. And as we do that, 
Guess what, Keith? Mm. We're going to be taken away as That's well. Right. He's coming in the clouds, which Man. is you and I. And I get goosebumps when, yeah. I, when I think about that. Even right now, Keith, I can sense the glory of God in this place. I can mm. sense His presence. Mm. And, uh, and for those that are listening today, there's, there's an, a mighty transference of the glory that's upon us right now, mm. even through the cameras to the people of God, Amen. to those listening on live stream, YouTube, there's an impartation. You are the glorious ones mm. and there's an upgrade coming right now of the glory of God upon your life. Amen. So Keith, I, I think we could pray today yeah. for God's people that there would be just this understanding that they are the glorious ones. Yeah. And that as they grab a hold of that, that they're going to get this revelation that God's planting solutions and ideas in their heart. Mm. And God's going to use that to cover the earth with mm. His glory. Yeah. Amen? Amen. So Amen. what we pray. Let's pray. So thank you, Jesus. I thank you that we are the Enoch generation. I thank you, Father God, that you have called us in this hour to reflect your glory. I thank you, God, that you have a perfect image of yes, us Lord. as loved sons and daughters, full of your glory. And I thank you, God, that you are Amen. you are descending angels Amen. and we are ascending into the throne room in a greater level in this season. I thank you for an upgrade in the secret place where the manifestation of your glory in our lives will appear through new creative ideas, through new downloads from heaven, new solutions for problems thank in you, the Jesus. earth. I thank you, Jesus. You are upgrading people in every area of society, whether it's business, education, Amen. the church, family, the government, all those people who work in those areas through the body of Christ, I just yeah. release a greater level of your glory. Yes, we you release glory. ideas to bring solutions to the earth, to bring an incredible outpouring of your glory. And we just believe, Father, that our environments will be affected by the glory of the Lord in this season, that as we are filled with a greater level of your glory, yes. that, that will pour out of us Thank you, into our environments, into our workplaces, into the earth, in other people so that the bride will be perfectly unified in this hour. So I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, for a greater level of your glory on this earth. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. That's good, Keith. And Jesus. We just want to remind everyone that next week we're going to be speaking about the glorious assignment mm. for us. And so we're really excited to bring that message next yeah. week. And again, we just release the glory of God upon you right now. And I just want you just to lift your hands where you are mm. and receive by faith an impartation. And as Keith prayed, we're just seeing right now uh, encounters with the Lord where He takes you into His glory realm and you, you come back out of that encounter with upgrades and strategies and ideas and new ways of seeing yourself. And just as you wait upon the Lord, as you pray, as you, maybe you're laying on your bed, and you're soaking in the presence of God, you're going to have glory encounters and you'll know after that that everything's changed. Mm. And now you're ready and you've got an upgrade for the assignment that's about to be yours. So stay tuned for next week. As Keith, we talk about the, the, the glorious assignment that, we, that God has for us. So God bless you. From Keith and I, it's been so great to be with you and we look forward to seeing you next week. Absolutely, bless you. Thank you.